0: Sunday of the church which is our new season and it's speaking about some very amazing things that Jesus has to say about Peter. So it starts off there at a place called Caesarea Philippi and it's an area if you've ever been there if you ever visited the Holy Land it's a big rock-like area it's like a huge mountain-like rocky area where a lot of the pagan people would worship different kind of gods in that area. So he, would ask, he asked them a question at this area where there are many different religions to ask them, who do you say that I am? Basically saying to them, there are so many different faiths. Are you coming to understand the one true faith that you are to have? And so he asked them, who are people saying that I am? And then a lot of the people weren't understanding who Jesus was they were thinking that he is one of the great prophets that has arisen. But then he asked the disciples that you've been with me so long, now who do you say that I am? You know, he asked the same question of all of us. Who do we say that Jesus is to us? And so Peter, being the leader of the apostles, speaks for the apostles and he says, you are the Christ. You are the Messiah. You are the Son of the living God. And so Peter, you know, he gets 10 gold stars for giving the answering that question is the correct answer, perfect answer. But Jesus says, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven has revealed this to you. So it doesn't come from yourself, the faith you and I have in this church to believe in Jesus. First is a gift from God our Father. And so when he speaks in this way, Peter, I mean, Jesus then begins to explain Peter's role in the church. And this is so critical. This is one of the reasons basically why we're all Catholic. So this is very important. I'm going to go over it a little bit today. Hopefully it's not going to be too long of a Bible study, but, but we're going to go, I'm going to go over that because a lot of us, we need to know why we're Catholic. We're not Catholic because we're simply born Catholic. Okay, why am I not orthodox? Why am I not Protestant? Why am I not a different denomination of Christianity? Okay, the key reasons we would say as Catholics is what Jesus said to Peter when he confessed his faith in Jesus. He only does this for Peter. He gives them, look what he says to him. He says, blessed are you. That's a beatitude. He doesn't say that about anyone else. He says, blessed are you, Simon Jonah." And then he says, you are Peter, which means rock. Remember, he didn't change his name here. He changed Peter's name already from Simon to Kappa. In Greek, it's Peter. So he changes Simon's name to rock. So Jesus goes around everywhere saying, rock, come here. Rock, do this. So all the other apostles will realize all the time, Jesus has changed this apostle's name to rock, randomly calling him rock. And he says, not randomly, he says, you are rock, and on this rock I will build my church, and the powers of death shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. So for the Jews, if he says, I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom, that means Jesus is the king, And he's putting him in charge. So in the book of Isaiah, it actually talks about the keys in the Old Testament. They were given to the prime minister of Israel. So whenever the king would leave, when the king would leave the kingdom, he would say, here, these are the keys. It's an office. You're in charge. Let's say Father Kevin goes on retreat this Monday for a few days with the other priests. I say, here you are. Here's the keys. You take it. You little guy. You want the keys of the holy martyrs? Yeah? Okay. So I'm giving you the keys. What does that mean? If I give you the keys of holy martyrs, you're in charge. I'm going away. You're in charge of this church. And so Jesus is always the king, but he placed Peter literally in charge. He says, You have the keys. He doesn't say to John, You have the keys. He doesn't say to the other apostles, You have the keys. He doesn't say to anyone else, They have the keys. He says, Specifically, You, Peter, You have the keys. And keys were always known as an office in the book of Isaiah. Literally, they're handing down the physical, they're literally physical keys. In this point, it was spiritual keys to the next person. Whenever you die or you leave office, they hand the keys to the next person. That's why we call Peter the first pope. And so then it goes on and it says, Jesus even goes even further. He says, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Later on, he will say to the same things to the other apostles, that they can do the same thing, binding and loosing. And this is the reason why we believe the church has authority to teach in Jesus' name. Sometimes people say, like, oh, why does the church say we try to tell us what to do? It's actually Jesus giving authority to Peter, saying, you have authority, I'm leaving you can teach in my name. So if the church has an official teaching, whose teaching is it? Jesus' teaching. It's not my teaching. It's Jesus' teaching, right? Absolutely it's Jesus' teaching. So I wanted to go over very clearly. So bind and loose, okay? So Jesus is kind of talking like a lawyer right now. He's, a lo- he's like a lawyer. These are like law terms. Binding and loosing. Who would be able to do that? The rabbis. The rabbis can bind and loose, which means they can teach on faith and morals. If the church says the Eucharist is God, yes, it's God. It's not bread anymore. When the priest prays over it, it's God. If the church altogether says, with all the bishops, God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and Jesus is 100% divine, and he's 100% human, Yes, I'm called to believe Jesus is the son of the living God. That means he's also, is a divine person. On morals, the church can tell me how to live. That is Jesus' teaching on morals, what is right and what is wrong. Also, binding and loosing also meant the church can excommunicate someone, which means they can kick someone out of the church, or they can let someone back into the church. Hence, even the keys signify that where you open the door for people to enter the kingdom or you close the door on people to enter the kingdom. And the other one is the terms loose in the Bible, to bind or loose, later on, we're going to see in the in the Gospel of John, he breathes on the disciples. He also said to them they can bind and loose, and he says to them, whatever sins you forgive, I forgive. Whatever you, sins you retain, I I retain. Literally telling them, I'm leaving. God the Father sent me. I'm ascending to my Father, so now I send you. So when someone asks asks you, why do we have to confess our sins to a priest? Right? Right here. Jesus gives full authority to Peter. He says, I'm leaving. You have the keys. You can bind and loose. And then later on, when Peter betrays Jesus three times... Jesus later tells him, do you love me three times? And he says to him, tend my flock, feed my sheep, take care of my sheep while I am gone. And so very clearly, he gives him this authority. One way I want to explain this is, for example, when Jesus says, go baptize all nations, right? Okay, you want to get baptized. Let's say you're not baptized in this church. Can you go directly to Jesus to be baptized? No. Jesus has ascended into heaven. You have to go to a person to receive baptism. When the priest pours the water over that person, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Bam! A miracle occurs. Not because of me. Because of that ordination and apostolic succession. He's, he, God is doing a miracle. It's the same thing with the Eucharist. Jesus said at the Last Supper, do this in memorial of me. And then in John 6, he says, you must eat my flesh and drink my blood. Who is going to give the people that? Jesus has ascended into heaven. He says, you must eat my flesh and drink my blood or there's no life in you. So we can take bread and wine. It's not me. God is doing the miracle. And he can turn bread and wine into God. How else are we going to get? We have to go to a person. In James 5, Jesus says in the scriptures, God says, If any of you is sick, call the presbyters of the church and anoint the sick person with oil. And if they have any sins, they will be forgiven. And then right after that, it says, Confess your sins to one another. Confess your sins to one another. So the presbyter was the ordained minister, and who would you confess your sin to? The ordained minister. It's right in the Bible, James 5. Some people don't even know that's even written in there. It's literally in there. And so I want to explain what a gift it is that Jesus is doing this for us. It's a huge gift that Jesus doesn't just leave, goes to heaven and just says, you guys take the Bible and you figure it out, figure it out on your own. This is exactly why I'm Catholic. Imagine if I just took the Bible and I said, I think the Eucharist is a symbol. Can you imagine if I did that? Imagine if I just said baptism is a symbol. Do you know a lot of Protestant churches think, the majority of them, actually people don't even know this, even though they baptize adults, they actually say baptism is a symbol. It does nothing for you. It does nothing for, as Catholics, we believe no. A miracle is occurring when you get baptized. So imagine if I just took... And and I'll give you some other examples. On faith in morals, the danger without... If Jesus... So this is so critical for our faith. If Jesus doesn't give authority to certain individual people, we're lost. How do I know what to believe as 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 a Christian? How do I know what to believe? Because the Bible can be interpreted in thousands of different ways. One example I would like to give, and I was going to talk a little bit about such an important confession... You know, all the Protestant churches at one point, they believed marriage was between a man and a woman. Or they, believed, they also believed that they didn't believe in contraception. They didn't really believe in divorce and remarriage. As Catholics, we have annulments. That's completely different. So you can see at one point, they believed in the same moral things we did. But then as soon as the culture started to change, immediately if you ask them these things in a lot of big Protestant denominations... They have changed their minds on all of those moral issues. They are not protected by the Pope and the bishops. The, the word of God and the faith and morals is not protected. So when the culture change changes, they change very easily. Very easily. Even though we hear a lot about in the Catholic Church with different synods going on when they're discussing topics, I would say just ignore the news because the news does not understand... Catholic teaching, or what the Pope can do and cannot do. They have no clue what the Catholic faith teaches. They have no clue. They do not understand what the Catholic Church teaches. And so that's why it's so critical that we understand that Jesus protects his church by giving Peter this authority. If he does not do this, it becomes, Father Kevin, what do you think? Oh, you know... That's old-fashioned. Today we're changing. No, can you imagine doing that? That's horrible. That's absolutely horrible. That means, tr- that means there is no truth. Truth is subjective to you. And so it, Jesus, by doing this, giving this authority to Peter, he's protecting my soul and your soul. The other thing I want to uh, talk about, just very quickly, some of you in this church, I love you to death, but some of you are very terrified of confession, okay? Okay. Do I look like a scary person? I really hope I don't look that intimidating. I really am not a scary person. I don't bite in confession. I don't bite. Sometimes I rush you like it's a McDonald's drive-thru because I have a long line, but it's really a gift. Confession is a gift. Don't be afraid to tell the priest anything. Why are you hiding things from the priest? I am shocked sometimes. Let's say you had committed the worst sin. Let's say you have abortion. Why are you living with that sin on your conscience for 5 years, 10 years, 20 years, what am I going to do to you? I want you to receive the blessing to be free. Let's say you have sins in your marriage. Impure sins, contraception, you, you, you tied your tubes, whatever it is. I don't know. I, admit, I don't want to get too graphic here. But anyways, let's say you have sins. Why are you afraid of the priest? Tell the priest. You know, because the thing is, when we die, what happens when we die? I get judged by God. I don't judge you. God is going to judge. Let's say you're in this church. The moment we die, it's judgment day. If I confessed my sins to a priest and I was humble enough to say, God, I was wrong, I did something wrong, please forgive me. God, Jesus will forgive us instantly. He forgave Peter several times, even after denying him three times. He says to Peter, do you love me? Are you going to feed my sheep now? And Peter says, absolutely, I will, I will follow you now. So whatever sins you're hiding in your heart or you... Or, or you're just holding on to. There is no sin that Jesus doesn't forgive if you're humble enough to just say it. Just say it. Why are you so shy? What am I going to do to you? You have impure sins. Maybe you're living a homosexual lifestyle. Why are you holding on to that? Jesus asks you, I want you to live a holy life. There's so many sins, hatred. You hate all of your relatives for 10 years and you think it's okay. Tell the priest, Father Kevin, I need your help. What should I do? That's why we're here. We're here to exercise Jesus' healing ministry so people can be healed. So I just want you to trust me as your priest. If you have anything, you're supposed to be able to come to us because we literally can open the door to heaven. That's not me. Jesus gave us the authority to bind and loose. So I really ask you to trust me today. If you have anything on your heart that you need to confess, just don't be afraid and come to Jesus Through the priest, amen. Let us